0: We have shocking new evidence that the coronavirus leaked from a lab and did not come from a bat, as though we didn't already have enough evidence to support the lab leak theory. We'll tell you all the details coming up. Uh, Jen Psaki, Joe Biden's press secretary, says that Biden is not to blame for his awful approval numbers. Jen Psaki says that the real culprit for Biden's dreadful approval rating... Are the anti-vaxxers, are the unvaccinated Americans, you cannot make this stuff up. We will get to that coming up. The Taliban is refusing to work with President Biden to crack down on ISIS and to crack down on terrorists exactly as we predicted. However, but what do you mean? But they, yes, the Taliban says, thanks, but no thanks. We are not going to work with the United States to crack down on ISIS, to crack down on terrorists. But they promised. What do you mean? But how could they break their word Biden assured us that they would keep Americans safe and they would keep Afghanis safe. I mean and by the way again so they were the Taliban says they they're refusing to work and, and there's supposed to be high level talks happening between the Taliban and the United States. Don't fall for it. The whole thing's just a sham. It's just a hoax. But again the media has it wrong because it's not like the way the media is reporting it is Taliban refuses to work with Biden to crack down on ISIS, to crack down on terrorists. It's not that they're refusing to crack down. They are the terrorists. They support the terrorists. I want you to realize that ISIS and Al-Qaeda is doing the Taliban's dirty work for them. This is all, they're all part, it's it's just a big game where it's like, all right, well, this is the bad wing. These are the terrorist wings. We're going to speak out against against ISIS. But really, we're thrilled every time ISIS carries out another terror attack. So all those details coming up. Let me just say this to the mainstream media and Chuck Todd and all the Sunday morning talk shows. Can you please move on from January 6th? Can you please enough about every day, every week telling me another revelation, another thing about January 6th? I mean, there is so much going on. The country is falling apart. Chuck Todd... The entire Sunday morning talk show crew and the entire mainstream media, they're obsessed with January 6th. Is that the best you can do? Because they have nothing. They, the only news to report is negative news about Biden. The country's falling apart. The border's a mess. The economy is a mess. Inflation is out of control. The jobs numbers, we'll get to that coming up. The jobs numbers were abysmal this past week, and they've been very, very bad. There are Americans being held hostage in Afghanistan. COVID and the Delta variant is another disaster. And President Trump is going to be running again. I mean, everything points to Trump. He just held a rally in Iowa. I mean, Trump is clearly running again. So it's like, all we do, we turn on the Sunday morning talk shows. And how many times do I have to tune in? And I'm hoping that they're going to talk about one of the so many things that are happening. Just just focus on everything that's going on during the week. And you're telling me again about January 6th? Are you kidding me? How many times do we have to go through? Jan- and by the way, January 6th, a big part of the issue that that Democrats don't want to talk about, the media doesn't want to talk about, is the Capitol police and clearly how incompetent and how unprepared they were. But like, is that all? And I know January 6th, the insurrection. I understand it wasn't pretty. I understand it was a very dark moment. I understand that it made Trump look bad and all of that. But, like, you've got to move on. You've got to focus on. You've got to come to grips with current reality and current events. And you've got to talk about all the terrible things that are happening under President Biden. But because they cannot do that, they cannot bring themselves, they do a little here and there with the Afghanistan and with the border and whatever. But, like, for the most part, they're, they're running cover. They're literally covering up for all the negative news out there. By focusing endlessly on January 6th, I mean, it's one thing in August when it's like the dog days of summer and there's not a lot happening and Congress is in recess. But like there are so many things. go. It's endless. It's endless what's going on. But it's all negative about Biden. So the best that they've got at this point, there's no more negative news about Trump because Trump's not on Twitter and they don't have access to Trump. So it's like all it's it's the best they could do is January 6th. It's just outrageous. All right. So the new unemployment numbers are in, as I mentioned, yet another pitiful jobs report for the month of September. These were these numbers came in on Friday. I mean, we're talking abysmal, and uh, and of course, once again, Biden has failed on the economy or whoever it is who's running Joe Biden's administration. So only the the, the projection was half a million jobs. We're talking about non-farm payroll jobs. The the the, the projection, the expectation. Was pretty was not crazy high, by the way. Five hundred thousand jobs. It was reasonably high, but they, you know that wouldn't be like an, abs- an an absurd number. But it didn't even get anywhere close. I mean, it was a t- it was a small fraction of that. The only the only one hundred and ninety four thousand non farm payroll jobs were created. The expectation was a moderate five hundred thousand. Not even close to that. The jobs numbers, remember, were expected to rise significantly in the month of September because the expanded unemployment checks uh, of $300 a week from the federal government expired. So everyone thought, okay, in September – the unemployment checks expire. The the, the expanded unemployment because people are still getting unemployment checks, but not nearly what they were getting under the government, the federal government expansion program. So those were ex- those ran out. Those were expired, and people thought, all right, now now they're going to go back to work. I I have to confess that I thought myself, you know, th- there's no question in my mind that the mentality that's what made people take off from work for so many months. Is why should I go and work uh, when I could just get paid? To not work and in some cases get paid just as much or almost as much to not work as to work. So why would I go out to work? So they de-incentivized going to work. And uh, even though those checks expired, I don't believe that means that that wasn't a big big factor. I think that was a big factor. But once now, so many months – and even years that Americans have not been working and have been getting paid anyway, it takes a while to get kind of out of that rut and to actually go back to work. But uh, but another big factor, of course, is the Delta variant. People are nervous about going out into the workplace. So remember Biden, it was a slam dunk. Remember how they told us, of course, Biden was going to have a strong economy. Things were so bad. Things were so bad because of the lockdown, because of COVID. They blamed Trump, even though it wasn't Trump. Trump made the economy boom twice. Trump, he, he, he literally, Trump, uh, he, you know, he uh, grew the economy. I mean, the economy exploded as soon as Trump took office. Remember, the economy just boomed, exploded out of control. And uh, and then, of course, COVID hit and the lockdown hit. And that was not, that, that, that blindsided everybody. That was not at all Trump's fault. And uh, despite that, after a few months where the economy tanked, remember, Trump had it up and running again. and he And he hit historic numbers a second time. Remember the V-shaped recovery that nobody expected. So Trump kind of made lightning strike twice, if you will, on the economy, and yet he got zero credit and uh, the Democrats blamed him because things weren't great when he left office. And of course they weren't great because of COVID and because of the lockdown. And yet the amazing thing is that uh, the Democrats never allowed Trump to blame COVID for the economy that tanked uh, back in 2020 – and yet Trump had a historic recovery after that. Meanwhile, Biden, it was going to be so simple. He was going to be a cakewalk here because, of course, Biden's going to help the economy because things were so bad under Trump. And yet Biden, he actually inherited a booming economy and his radical policies now have hurt and have crushed the economy. So, so we will keep an eye on all of that. you know. But like they're dodging every possible question over here as, as Biden approval numbers tank and, uh, and and now this abysmal jobs report. We will keep an eye on all that. As I said, the Taliban is refusing to work with the United States to catch terrorists. A Taliban spokesman, spokesman has announced, this is at the end of last week, Taliban spokesman says that we will not cooperate with the United States to contain ISIS and to contain terrorists. And why are they saying this? Because the pullout is over. Biden got out. And now the Taliban remember they were saying all the right things remember they are now the more moderate Taliban they're not going to go back to human rights abuses they're not going to uh, to go back to torturing women and they're not going to go back to supporting terrorism uh, remember the Taliban was essentially behind 911 that's the reason that we attacked them in the first place that's the reason that we invaded Afghanistan in the first place back in back in 2001 was in retaliation for 9-11. So the Taliban, they are the radical Islamic group behind 9-11. It, it's as simple as that. Yes, it was Al-Qaeda, but the Taliban, they were the state sponsors. They were the ones running the show so that Al-Qaeda can, could carry out 9-11. Uh, and now, so the Taliban will know magically when Biden wants to pull out suddenly and look I know Trump tried to cut the deal with the Taliban but I've said this so many times Trump would I do even have this theory that Trump actually set Biden up, that that the Taliban the deal that Trump made with the Taliban was just a backup plan he was never planning to follow through. I know it sounds a little conspiratorial, but I wouldn't put it past Trump where he wasn't going to follow through at all. But it was a backup plan. They're going to put it into place because Biden was so in favor of an Afghanistan pullout as a candidate. Trump figured let's set it in motion and then if Trump wins re-election, they won't follow through. But if Trump loses re-election, then Biden will have no choice but to follow through and it will be a total debacle and disaster, which is exactly what happened. But even if you don't buy into that, Trump never would have done it. Biden did the pullout in the absolute worst possible way, the, the most foolish possible way. He got the military out first. He, 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 They gave up control of Bagram Air Force right in the beginning. They left tens of thousands of innocent civilians there, basically being held captive, held hostage. I mean, they left embassy workers there. I mean, it was just a total disaster. It was all done backward from the start. Trump never, ever would have allowed that to happen, even if he had pulled out at all. So don't go blaming Trump for this. But um, now uh, what happened was now that the pullout's over, the Taliban, they don't have to say the right things anymore. Now they can be honest. So remember, ISIS, I mean, ISIS is a huge threat, not just to innocent innocent Afghanis. And many of the Afghanis who worked with the United States and helped the United States who are now sitting there, sitting ducks with a target on their back, being hunted down by the Taliban and by ISIS. But ISIS is a huge threat to Americans all over the Middle East and and the American military. And um and remember the Taliban like I said ISIS and Al Qaeda they're not like the bad guys to the Taliban they're basically like different factions of all part of one big radical islamic group I mean there's a reason that the uh that the Afghani leadership a- as soon as Biden pulled out I mean the president of Afghanistan literally fled the country because the Taliban chased him out it's as simple it's as simple as that so the announcement came here's what the significance is obviously the significance is that we cannot rely on the Taliban. The Taliban's going to allow terrorists to run wild. They're claiming that they're going to take care of it themselves. But we know they're not going to take care of it themselves. Um, otherwise, why wouldn't they want help from the United States? So we, we know we know what's really happening over here. But but here's the thing. That there are direct talks being held. These are the first direct talks. They, 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 they happened – this weekend in Qatar between Taliban officials and U.S. representatives, first direct talks since the pullout. And the issues they were going to discuss is reigning in Islamic extremists, reigning in terrorism, which basically before the talks even began, the Taliban announced that, sorry, we're not reigning in terrorism. And the other issue discussed, discussed is the, uh, the, the evacuation of American citizens and of Afghanis from the countries, Afghanis who want to leave. And look, the Taliban, according to the AP... The Taliban has said we're flexible on evacuations, but don't – you know, terrorists, no no thanks. We're not going to – we don't want to fight terrorists with you. We'll handle that on our own, which they won't. But uh, as far as evacuation, yeah, we're open to evacuations. We're open to evacuating Americans. I don't believe this for a second. I think what's going to happen – I think they're going to allow a few Americans to leave. First of all, they're not going to allow any Afghanis to leave. So there are thousands of Afghanis who cooperated with America and they are now learning the hard way that that was a terrible mistake because – they're going to now suffer because there's going to be retaliation. That's what I believe. Maybe the Taliban will allow Americans out. Maybe not, but they're going to stall this thing. There's going to have talks and bureaucracy and all sorts of red tape for months and months. I, I don't think that Biden's going to pressure the Taliban at all to allow Americans. There are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of we have no idea how many by their own admission uh, uh, of Americans being held hostage. I mean they literally are being held hostage by the Taliban. By the way, ISIS – took responsibility for yet another attack this past Friday, a suicide bombing that killed 46 minority Shiite Muslims, wounded dozens uh, as they prayed in a mosque in the northern city of Kunduz. So uh, we'll keep an eye on all of that. Jen Psaki, Joe Biden's press secretary, she was asked by a reporter why Biden's approval numbers are so abysmal and here's what she said she said it's because millions of people are unvaccinated so it's like the, are you kidding me they're blaming you know they bl- everything's blamed on the unvaccinated so the economy well that's the people who are not vaccinated i mean are they going to blame the border mess are they going to blame afghanistan on the people who are not vaccinated i think they are because we know the reason that biden's poll numbers are tanking so badly because the poll said it. The Quinnipiac poll they asked people specifically, "Do you have faith in Biden's leadership? Do you have faith in Biden on the border? On the border, by the way, that was his worst. It was like in the 30s. You know, you, and, and by the way, the whole thing was in the 30s. His approval number is 38, percent. and it is tanking. It is, it is, it is plunging. It's going to go way, way down there. Are people who believe it might might end up in the 20s, which is very, very rare. Remember Trump? You know, they always told us about the approval numbers. Well, Biden right now is as low, I, I believe, as Trump. Pretty much ever got, or pretty much you know, Trump did not get much lower if, if if at all, if this low at all. And you know, Trump he always had remember you know he always had things stacked against him because always a percentage of the population just was never going to support Trump because they didn't like his tweets. But either way, so how are you support? How are you blaming? It's one thing you're blaming like the Delta variant on unvaccinated Americans, and even that's not so simple. But uh, but now you're blaming unvaccinated Americans for Biden being the worst president. In modern history, I mean, are, are the unvaccinated responsible for the batch, botched Afghani pullout, for the border mess, for high sky high inflation, the the unemployment numbers? So, uh, you know, it, it's really amazing. Um, the reason Biden's numbers are so abysmal is because, I mean, his his presidency has been one literally one disaster to the next, and because. He doesn't really know what he's saying half the time. He he, you know, he goes to his notes a lot. He doesn't. He refuses to take questions from reporters. Remember, like how long it took until he held his first press conference, and he, he rarely holds any press conferences. He, he he gets up there, he says the script, and then he immediately they they shuffle him away very quickly so that reporters can't actually ask him any questions. I mean, asking him what his name is could could be construed as a tough question. He makes Jimmy Carter look like Winston Churchill. you know he by the way, he even went in after showerheads. Do you remember that? you remember Trump because of that rule with the shower heads that uh, they view each nozzle as like its own showerhead, so there's a limit to how much water uh what the water flows, so that's why these a lot of times these shower heads, the water flow is just dreadfully slow, just painfully slow, and uh I think it actually doesn't even save water because I believe that people actually spend a longer time in the shower. You know, because uh it takes so long to clean because the the, the water pressure is so, is, is so poor. But either way, Trump actually said we're going to change the shower heads. We're going to change the policy and we're going to view each no- – however it worked where like Obama looked at the whole shower head. There's a certain limit maximum of how much water can flow out and and Obama looked at the entire shower head no matter how many nozzles. Trump said we're going to look at each nozzle as a separate shower head and Biden reversed that. So Biden even went after shower heads. Anyway, so – Here's what Saki said back when they asked her about the uh, the poll number. She said, quote, look, I would say this is a really tough time in our country. We're still battling COVID. A lot of people thought we were through it, including us, because of the rise of the Delta variant, because of the fact, even though it was a vaccine approved under Republican administration and we have full FDA approval and it's widely available. We still have a quarter of the country, less than that 20 percent of the country, who have decided not to get vaccinated. No question that's having an impact. And of course, the president said the buck stops with him. But she said that... um She's blaming the tough time of the country and those who have decided not to get vaccinated. That was basically her response. And it's like you're you're blaming the unvaccinated people for, for Biden's. I mean, imagine if Trump did that. Imagine if like uh, they asked Trump about his um, low approval ratings. By the way, there were times when he had very high approval ratings, but he had there was a ceiling because, like I said, half the country is never going to like Trump. But like imagine if he like blamed people who didn't get vaccinated or blamed people for, for COVID or, or blamed anyone, blamed any one specific group. I mean – the media would be livid. So let me read you uh, an excerpt here from the National Review. Quote, does Psaki think the reason 58% of Americans disapprove of Biden's foreign policy and their actions as commander in chief is because of unvaccinated Americans? What about the 67% who disapprove of his handling of illegal the illegal immigration crisis at the border? 55% of Americans think Biden is not competent in running the government. Can those be blamed on the unvaccinated too? The White House was already implementing... Something of a everything I hate is unvaccinated Americans strategy, but this confirms that Biden, Saki, and the rest of the administration are set on demonizing any American who opts to not get vaccinated. As part of this strange plan that's clearly not working as the polls show, they'll also use unvaccinated Americans as the scapegoat for Joe Biden's ailing presidency, end quote. All right. Saki was also asked, Jen Saki was asked why Biden called a hospital to try to help his friend cut to the front of the line and get treatment get get treated fast. Biden basically admitted this. Biden told reporters, voluntarily told reporters that he, that he had a friend who was having difficulty getting treated at a hospital. So Biden told reporters that he actually called the hospital staff and said, you know, asked on the status and uh, he's basically the president calling in a favor trying to get his friend to to, to to cut to the head of the line and be treated at the hospital before other patients it's very clear that that's what was going on over here and and imagine if that were trump i mean the media would just have a total meltdown if trump actually tried to wield his influence as president to uh to help somebody get to the cut of the line when there's a when there's a sh- staff shortage so biden said Thursday, like i said his his friend was in the emergency room and he called the hospital to see how long it would take until the friend was seen and then he went and moved on and talked about the COVID pandemic and um you know how it's taking a toll on the nation's healthcare system. So at Friday's press briefing, Peter Ducey of Fox News, he demanded answers from Gensaki. Quote, President Biden claims he cold called the Pennsylvania hospital to ask the desk receiving nurse why it was taking so long for a good friend's wife to be seen. What happened next? And uh Jen Psaki totally dodged the question. She said some nonsense about the context of what Biden was talking about, how backlogged medical staff are. But like that wasn't the point. She said, well, you have to take the context into, in, into account here. But Ducey said, quote, he said, how often does President Biden call around trying to help his friends cut the line? So Saki said that certainly was not his intention. He was not trying to do that. He was checking in on a friend. Well, really checking in on if you check in on a friend, you call the friend or you call the family. You don't call the hospital staff. So clearly that's what Biden was trying to do. But of course, Saki, there is no answer. And uh and, and the media other than Fox News, and even Fox News really to me doesn't do as strong a job as they should, but certainly the rest of the mainstream media, they're gonna give Biden a pass as they do with most issues. All right, so last week Biden canceled a bunch of border wall construction projects. So they're canceling, they are not moving forward here with uh Trump's construction of a border wall. Now think about that. Think about that. A poll comes out showing that Americans have no handling of the border. 67% of Americans say that he's doing a bad job on border and immigration, and only it was in the low 30s, or in the high 20s, um, anyone who actually supports Biden on the border. And how does he respond? He cancels projects that are already in place that would keep the border safe. Like, it's one thing I understand he's not going to actually launch any kind of new construction project on the border wall. But like, there are projects already in place. Let them keep going. They keep the border safer. Walls keep the border. Well, maybe not. You have these Democrats now who used to be in favor of a border wall. There are there are clips of Pelosi, I believe of Biden, of Schumer, supporting a border wall. And uh, now suddenly, oh, it's immoral. And by the way, it's ineffective. No, it's effective. It's a big wall. And it prevents illegals from crossing to the other side, to the United States side of the border. And there's no debating that a wall is extremely effective. And these people, they have walls around their property, by the way. They have walls they put up around the Capitol building. I mean there are walls all over where people, where celebrities, all these liberals, these Hollywood liberals, and all these politi- many politicians, you know they know the value of a wall because they have walls and they have security and bodyguards, etc. But when it comes to the border, hey, no problem. Everybody can just flock on in because you guys are going to become de- – your, your kids will become Democrat voters or maybe we'll grant you amnesty and you'll become a Democrat voter. By the way, Biden has spent millions of dollars on contractors telling them not to build a border wall. Literally, you cannot make this up. Um, he's paying the, the contractors who are supposed to build the wall. He's essentially paying them not to build the wall. This is according to this was on Fox News, according to Rodney Scott. Rodney Scott is Biden's former Border Patrol chief. And he said that taxpayers are literally paying millions of dollars each day, each day to not build a wall on the border. He was on with Brett Baer of Fox News, uh, Rodney Scott. He said at one point the U.S. was paying $5 million a day to contractors despite the fact that wall construction had been canceled. He said the projects, they were technically put on hold. They weren't canceled. So it wasn't like... We weren't paying the money. We were paying millions and millions of dollars because the contract was technically still in effect just on hold, but Biden was in the process of canceling the the, the, the project. So they were getting paid millions to not build the wall. Like you're paying them anyway, and it's safe to build – it increases safety to build the wall. I mean how can you deny that Biden is completely, completely an open borders president? I mean it's it's, it's extremely abundantly clear from that. And, and it's, like, it's like I guess the, the, they couldn't cancel it outright because of some kind of – Bureaucratic technical issue or red tape or whatever, so they're going to pay them millions of dollars. Here, don't build the wall. We're giving you millions of dollars for nothing. All right, listen to this story from Fox News. Yet another story from Fox News. Fox has uh, been, you know, exposing a lot of the things that the rest of the mainstream media just. And I call Fox the mainstream media because yeah, you know, they're not exactly right wing. You know, people consider them. They're, they're they're literally they're 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 hopefully fair and balanced. You know, I'm not going to vouch for them always being fair and balanced, but like Fox News is in the middle. But because the rest of the mainstream media is so is slanted and biased so far to the left and they're literally just like a Biden PR firm, they're literally like a spokesman, like a mouthpiece for Biden and the Democrats. So that, that makes Fox News, by contrast, appear like Fox is somehow radical or right wing. And, and what they really are is hopefully mostly down the middle and sometimes even Fox News becomes a Biden apologist. But anyway, according to this story – and these are facts. I mean this is – you see this on Twitter, which is that the socialists' wing of the party, they are trying to pressure Biden to abolish student debt, to to literally cancel student loan debt. So they're they're putting a lot of pressure on Biden. I'm talking about Ocasio. I'm talking about Elon Omar and, of course, Bernie Sanders. They are uh, trying to pressure Biden literally to abolish all student loan debt, to cancel student loan debt. Uh, unilaterally, by the way. They don't want Biden to do it with Congress. They believe that Biden as president can, like, issue an executive order that would just cancel out, I mean, what? Billions, hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars in student loan debt. So, uh, the, do it, just do it by executive order. Do it unilaterally. Don't bother with Congress. You'll never get Congress to agree. Elon Omar in a tweet. Here's what she said. And they're trying to get, there's a memo. And there's a memo that discusses whether or not Biden as president has the ability. I mean, I think it's nuts. I, I can't imagine he does. But, you know, who knows? You get the wrong judge to, to to, to you know, approve it and uh, in a lawsuit and to judge in Biden's favor, on an, an Obama judge, and then the Supreme Court declines to hear the case. And who knows? You could ha- just have Biden on his own, not even realizing what he's doing probably, uh, uh, canceling student debt. So there's a memo out there circulating, well, not circulating, a memo that was given to Biden, and they want it released. Let me explain here. Ilan Omar in a tweet last week, she said, quote, President Biden can cancel student debt with the flick of a pen. Today we are calling on the administration to release the memo on student debt cancellation and to cancel student debt. It's a hashtag, cancel student debt. So literally, with the flick of a pen, that is a quote, I mean, that should send chills down your spine here, that Elon Omar in a tweet says, Biden can cancel student debt with the flick of a pen, because that's what they believe. Now again, maybe it, it could even come true, because maybe you get some judge to rule in favor if Biden issues an executive order like that, but how frightening is that i mean it's 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 absolutely horrifying it is absolutely bone chilling the notion that Biden could like issue an executive order and just hey, we are canceling hundreds of billions of dollars in student loan debt and 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 imagine i mean as bad as the as the national debt is right now. imagine if they just canceled out and forgave billions and billions and hundreds of billions i mean it's absolutely. Mind-numbing to think about. So the Socialists basically months ago, months ago, the Education Secretary wrote a memo to Biden outlining whether he's able to cancel student loan debt via executive order. And that memo was never released to the public. So Elon Omar, Ocasio, the Socialists, they are trying to get that memo released. And we know that Biden keeps caving in to the to the radical left on every issue. So this is very, very disturbing. Speaking of radical Socialists, Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders, the aforementioned Sanders – he wants to give $1 billion in aid to Gaza. Listen to this. I mean this is just twisted twi- twisted logic by the radical left. This is just it, – it's just so, so – it's just disgraceful, which is Bernie Sanders – You know, we know about the $1 billion um, that was voted on to support – to fund the Iron Dome, to, to, to give to Israel to, to help fund the Iron Dome missile defense system, right? So Bernie Sanders, that, that already passed the House, but now it, it went to the Senate. Bernie Sanders says that he would only uh, vote in favor of the $1 billion to Israel uh, if we match it to Gaza, if the United States, if there's a matching $1 billion given to fund Gaza, Israel's enemy Gaza. Now, think about this for a moment. The moral equivalency, Bernie Sanders, I mean, it's just completely outrageous. It's unconscionable because what's Bernie saying? He's saying, well, you want to give a $1 billion to Israel. To defend itself, well, you have to give a billion dollars to Gaza. Well, who's in charge of Gaza? Well, that would be Hamas. Hamas, the terror group, they are the political party that is in, in control, that they control Gaza. Hamas rules over Gaza le- legally. I mean, it, there's nothing legal about it because they're a, a, a terror group. But Hamas was uh, voted in uh, to, to to power in Gaza many years ago and are still in, are still in control. So Bernie Sanders is saying... Well, I'll only give Israel money to protect its citizens using an, a missile defense system if you give the Hamas terrorists an equal amount of money to kill Israelis and Arabs. I mean, and by the way, Hamas is the only reason you need an Iron Dome. I mean, obviously, Israel needs an, a missile defense system. You got Hezbollah, you have Syria, you have the Iranians. I mean, Israel, they're, target, they're being targeted literally by all sides. I mean, now they, they, they do have a friendship or relationship with a bunch of Arab Gulf nations, which they never had before, you know, like Qatar and the UAE, of course, <clears throat> and even Saudi Arabia to some degree, but um, but but like it, it, Hamas is the reason their rockets are the ones that are killing Israelis and Arabs. I would add, by the way, in Israel and even even Arabs in Gaza because a lot of them misfire. And it's like Bernie wants to give a, 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 a billion dollars equivalent to, to to what we're giving the Israelis to defend themselves to give Hamas so that they can kill innocent in, innocent Israelis. I mean, it really just is. Outrageous. And of course, the mainstream media just completely buries these stories. All right. There's a bombshell op-ed in the Wall Street Journal um, that says that COVID came from a lab leak, that it's almost indisputable that COVID came from a lab leak. And we know which lab, by the way. And that COVID was genetically engineered using gain of function research. They're saying you look at the data. This is a stunning, stunning op-ed piece. And again, buried by the mainstream media. But uh although the media is coming around and Biden's coming around, remember they used to deny it. They used to like call it basically a conspiracy theory the notion that it leaked out of a lab. I mean, it's so clear that that the virus leaked out of a lab. There's so much overwhelming evidence. Pompeo basically said it. Trump basically said it. And even the Democrats, they said, well, it it now is a more prevalent theory after mocking it because Trump said it. So if Trump said it, then it must not be true. Now they're all coming around because its if you look at all the evidence, it's so clear. But this is amazing because this actually looks at the virus itself, looks at the the details of the virus itself. All right, let me read you some of the details over here because this is really very, very stunning. Um, And by the way, According to these um, – the people who wrote this op-ed, we'll tell you who this is in a moment, um, the, the the Wuhan lab actually has a virus that is way deadlier than COVID that could be next, that is much, much more deadly, which is obviously very frightening. Uh, and they they actually were at this lab at one point, at least one of the authors of this op-ed, they were at – was at the, the Wuhan lab and actually saw a virus that's much deadlier. So they're saying if, if, if COVID leaked out, then – could that virus eventually leak out as well? And of course, obviously, if China, if you think, the suspect that China released it on uh, intentionally, then certainly that's a huge fear, that this is kind of like a test, a dry run. So here's what they're looking. They're looking at data, and, and the data says the odds of this being transmitted out of a bat to a human are extremely minute, virtually non-existent. Let me explain why. The piece was written by a professor at UC Berkeley, Richard Muller, and a scientist, Dr. Stephen Quay. Dr. Quay is, is the co-author of the book, The Origin of the Virus, The Hidden Truths Behind the Microbe That Killed Millions of People. And here's what it says. It's essentially, it says four studies, including two from the WHO, provide powerful evidence favoring the lab leak theory. So let me read you some excerpts over here. Quote, where did COVID-19 come from? The answer can be found in the SARS-CoV-2 virus itself. That's COVID. To get to the truth, we need only unleash the power of science. Based on experience with SARS in 2003 and MERS in 2012, we know many people get infected by a host animal long before a coronavirus mutates to the point where it can jump from human to human. In other words, I'm jumping in over here. It is not transmissible human to human until hundreds of humans are, are infected. So it's not as though it jumps from a bat to a human and then suddenly it can go from a human to human. It takes time. It has to mutate. So it goes from the bat to the human and it goes to a bunch of humans and eventually it mutates and it can go human to human. So here's back to this. A um, bad quote. An extensive data set from late 2019, more than 9,000 hospital samples, is available of people exhibiting flu-like and thus COVID-like symptoms in China's Hubei and Jiangxi provinces before the epidemic started. Based on SARS and MERS, the natural zoonotic theory, which means the bad theory, predicts 100 to 400 COVID infections would be found in those samples. The lab leak hypothesis, of course, predicts zero because lab leak means that it didn't it didn't have to mutate; it was just made, designed to, to go human to human. If the coronavirus were engineered by scientists pursuing gain-of-function research, there would be no instances of community infection until it escaped from the lab. The World Health Organization investigation analyzed those stored samples and found zero pre-pandemic infections. This is powerful evidence favoring the lab leak theory. Within months of the SARS and MERS outbreak, scientists found animals that had hosted the viruses before they made the jump to humans. More than 80% of animals in affected markets were infected with a coronavirus. In an influential March 2020 paper in Nature Medicine, Christian Anderson and co-authors implied that a host animal for SARS-CoV-2, which is COVID, would soon be found. If the virus had been cooked up in a lab, of course, there would be no host animal to find. Chinese scientists searched for a host in early 2020, t- testing more than 80,000 animals from 209 species, including wild domesticated and market animals. As a WHO investigation reported, not a single animal infected with SARS-CoV-2 was found. This finding strongly favors the lab leak theory. We can only wonder... If the animals tested had included the humanized mice kept at the Wuhan, if, I'm sorry. If the results would have been different if the animals tested had included the humanized mice kept at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a coronavirus adapts for its host animal, it takes time to perfect itself to infect humans. But a pathogen engineered via accelerated evolution in a lab using humanized mice would need no additional time after escape to optimize for human infection. Uh, in their Nature Medicine paper, Mr. Anderson and colleagues point, pointed to what they considered the poor design of SARS-CoV-2 as evidence of zoonotic origin, but a team of American scientists mutated the stem of the coronavirus genome and nearly 4,000 tested each variation. In the process, they stumbled upon, they actually stumbled upon the Delta variant. While they were making mutations, they literally stumbled upon the Delta variant. In the end, they determined that the original SARS-CoV-2 pathogen was 99.5% optimized for human infection, strong confirmation of the lab leak hypothesis. So it's really chilling stuff here. And as I said, they they saw a... uh, uh, another virus, which was done using gain of vi- uh, function research at the lab, mutated you know, by humans, reengineered and um, far, far more dangerous and deadly and transmissible, I believe, than COVID-19. All right. Um, the final numbers have been released for fiscal year 2021. According to the CBO, the budget deficit for fi- cause fiscal year 2021 has ended. Um, and because uh, it ends, fiscal year ends, it goes from October to October, and the budget deficit is astronomically high, no surprise. The budget deficit for 2021 um, was $2.8 trillion, $2.8 trillion, which is just lower, slightly lower than 2020, $362 billion less than 2020, which is when the pandemic struck. I mean, so it's way too high, even for 2020. 2020, look, the government, they needed to, you, we could debate. if the the government got carried away, but the government needed to stimulate the economy. They needed to help people with the PPP and all that. But like 2021, when the country is reopened to have a nearly $3 trillion budget deficit, I mean, it is an absolute disaster. And again, you know, people are choosing not to work. But part of that is because the government is printing millions and millions of dollars and, and being forced to borrow and print Hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars. I mean, if it, and by the way, without Mansion, without Joe Mansion, the Democrats would literally spend, be spending trillions more and uh, keep this deficit, you know, at, at sky high for years and years to come. And Mansion's the only thing that's stopping that right now. All right, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.